Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Daddy Daughter Dishes podcast. We back, am, y'all. We, we back like we never left. I am your host, Kiera, and with me, I have my lovely co-host. BJ the Daddy. BJ the Daddy. I am the daughter, and this is Daddy Daughter Dishes. And yes, y'all, don't y'all be yelling at me, because we did not do an episode last week. Mm-mm. The audience is sad. I seek tears. Hey. I've been getting harassing text messages. <laughs> I know I got a couple. <laughs> from my co-host as well. Asking, where is the episode? Oh, man. I got a phone call last week. It's like Not a phone call. From a the investors? They was like, where is my episode of Daddy Daughter Dishes today? I said, you know what? I, I sincerely apologize, but due to unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> not unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> we was not able to put to record last night, so therefore there would not be an episode for last week. I guess we probably should have put that on our facebook page you know i would have yeah i gotta give you access because i would have i was so freaking tired i just was as soon as you was like you good you sure i was like yeah and i passed (laughs) out i wouldn't have been no type of good energy on that podcast so y'all to i don't know if this is a good excuse for y'all but uh your girl was on a work trip all last week and i was in san francisco and the day that we typically record was the day I landed in San Francisco. So after a day of travel, I I just knew I was going to have my energy because I was like, yeah, you know, ain't nothing. I'm, I'm a G. I can withstand <laughs> time change and not be tired. I don't know who I thought I was kidding. But yeah. I got to my hotel. And after I told that, I like checked in. I was like, yeah, what's how you want to record? Knowing my eyelids is heavy and I have like 1% left. And then daddy being daddy was like, you sure you good? <laughs> I knew. I, that was all the confirmation I needed to say. No, I'm not. Uh, let's table this. I will deal with the listeners but your girl is tired y'all wouldn't want to hear that it would have been yeah i was on a plane today hmm. yeah i, I knew when because when you when you text me that that was last tuesday when you text me that morning i think you said you was in denver for a layover and so in my head i'm like okay she in denver now i'm at i'm i'm early at work and I think I said she'll be the she'll be able to get there and get settled in by the time I get off work. A couple hours after that, she'll be ready. And then when I got off, but when I got off work, and I texted you and you was like, "I'm just getting settled in." I said to myself, "This Man, ain't happening tonight." I said, "This trip, ain't happening." It took <laughs> said, way longer than I thought to get from my hotel for to get from the airport to my hotel and they get settled because in my head I was like I'm gonna go swing by the convention center pick up my badge because it was like three blocks from my hotel but then Mm -hmm. as I'm in my Uber and I'm researching these streets to see how safe they are they're not safe and so I was like damn okay I can't walk so I got an Uber and then waiting on Ubers was like a 15-20 minute wait 
and then sitting in traffic. And so like I landed at three thirty, but I didn't get to my hotel until like seven. Oh wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm hungry and I'm gonna eat my food while I close my eyes because I... I cannot function right now. So yeah, you know, uh San Francisco is a different monster when you start talking getting around and logistics around that town. Like I mean I, I've I've been over there a couple of times, but I, I remember distinctly when I was out when I was in California working we ended up getting called on a storm call while we were out there working and we had to drive from where we were through San Francisco and go up into Northern California. And I just remember that driving through San Francisco, it was right during rush hour traffic and it was just horrible. So it was rough. I ain't never, I had, I had a thought in my head that I was like, I said, she, she might feel like she might think she going to be ready. I was like, well, she's not, she's not ready. And even if I would have recorded that thing, wouldn't have got edited or it would have been a super raw and uncut. I'd have been like, (laughs) warning, I'm so sorry. There is no, I, this is just a raw cut getting uploaded. I have no energy left in me. Um, but yeah, y'all, so that's why we missed an episode last week because I, me and my father, me and my co-host, executive producer, um, we decided to put my mental health over this podcast and let me get stressed. So that's right. yay for healthy boundaries. That's right. We got to be healthy if we're not anything. We got to stay, try to stay on the healthy side. So how was the, how was the convention? After, after was, you got going for a couple of days, how was it? It was fan-freaking-tastic. Um, mm. I, you know, I'm a self-proclaimed nerd or whatever. Yeah, you tell me that all the time. Yeah, but I don't, and, and a lot of things don't impress me. Um, but that conference and that company, Figma, I'm wearing the hoodie right now because I bought one. Okay. Uh, they are just that the design world is an experience. And I just really, I was just a sponge the whole week. I was absorbing everything because I'm still pretty relatively new to the um, like UX space and the product design space. So just seeing things that people had completed and hearing people speak and listening to the CEO of Airbnb who started mm-hmm. in design talk about how he transformed their organization and the the VP of design at Slack and all these companies with all these products I use daily and then getting to hear from the people who created them. Mm-hmm. I was I was in there like fangirling and nerding out like there's video of me recording during their keynote where they're releasing new features and all you hear in the background is me and everybody else being like, Oh my God. Like they, I'm just, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, how can I take everything that I've learned and apply it in my personal work and in my like corporate job. And I'm just excited. I'm like, Oh my gosh, so many possibilities. So I was definitely there. It was a work trip, but it was definitely a very, it was a fun trip for me, even though I got sick the second day. But it was a fun trip. I had a feeling that it was going, it was going to turn out that way for you. I bet, like, like you said, you were using that stuff on a daily basis, and then getting to that convention and being able to basically put a name with a face 
Mm-hmm. I, that probably mm-hmm. was the feeling that you was getting and that probably had you a bit overwhelmed and excited and you probably had all kinds of emotions going on. I had so, and then I was nervous at first, but then I, so I had posted on Instagram a few weeks ago and I was like, Hey, I'll be in San Francisco in a few weeks. Like what's some fun stuff to do? I was like, I'll be there for a Figma conference. And like two people messaged me from Instagram. and was like, Oh, I'll be there too. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, Oh, bet, you know, send me your phone number. Like let's, you know, link up. And so they were both black girls. So we ended up sharing location. I pretty much hung out with their crew. Um, not as like a, ooh, a tag along, but you know, like a, a we vibing. Um, right. So it was really, and then I, apparently they are fans of my content. So they were like really excited to be hanging out with me. And I was like really excited to be hanging out with them. Cause I'm just oh, like, oh my God. Cool. And then when I was in line waiting to get in, just, Ran into somebody. I didn't know him, but I was like, hey, you know, what are you here for? Like, just start a conversation. And we just ended up talking. And we ended up sitting together for the keynote, uh, learning about what she does. So, like, just, and that's how everybody was. Like, the whole, like, every, it was like a whole bunch of me's in the building. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. everybody's a little bit awkward. But once you start talking, they're, like, excited to talk. And it was, it was, it was a really good time. Like, I'm. I'm still kind of like, huh. That's pretty cool. I mean, I bet, like I said before, I think in the last episode, I was excited for you for that opportunity because I knew being who you are and how you move, I knew once you got out there and got got yourself acclimated to the environment that you was going to make some hella connections and, and enjoy yourself to the fullest. And that's what it sounded like you did. Absolutely. I actually met the, the like the design, the executive VP of design for this company. I literally use him every day and he reached out to me on LinkedIn because um, I, I I was like, I'm super social online. So there was a Slack channel and I was taking pictures. Everybody was like sharing pictures of the outfit. And so the first day I wore green on green, like I wore a green turtleneck and a green like cargo pants, but they was two different shades. And so I was like, if you see me, like I look like different shades of a crayon. And so he was like, I saw you, but I didn't get at, he was like, I couldn't remember your name. And I didn't want to be like, oh my God, I saw you on Slack. So he like connected <laughs> with me on LinkedIn. And I was like, oh shit, like I use y'all stuff every day. <laughs> like that's, it's so, it's dope to see other people's like portfolios and all their work. It was a little, um, what'd you call it? Intimidating. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the term. Just more so like where I could have felt like an like my natural reaction to seeing everybody's progression and how far they are in their careers. I did have a little like imposter syndrome, like, okay, why am I actually here? Like I'm nowhere as good as a lot of these people. Mm. Um but you know, that was the one voice and then the other voice was like, Girl, shut the hell up. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> You know what you're bringing to this table. (laughs) You're right where you're supposed to be. Exactly. So, uh, and then my team was really happy that I went and my manager was really happy I went because she knows how much I love the the software. So she was like, I can't wait for you to share like what you learned and how you can implement it on this team because I'm good for being like, yeah, we need to change this. (laughs) So I'm excited to, to see how that all plays out. Um, and just how I get better at the at the software. Oh, that's that's cool. 
yeah yeah so it was a good time i'm happy to be home though um i i like i said i got sick the second day that wasn't fun um i remember talking to you that day <laughs> you you uh, reading your text messages you sounded like you were sick and reading them i'm like oh my poor baby i can't nothing man. <laughs> man you talking about somebody's stomach sore I, you know, you know, you be when you be sick and you be like, I'm never doing this shit again. <laughs> it's been a while, but yes, I do understand. And it's, I do. It's like, and I, only, I do, it seems like I do it maybe once a year. I'm like, I never doing this shit no more. And then here I go one more time. I'm like, yeah, when we just here, we said we weren't doing this no more. But no, it was, um, I just, I you know, I spent the morning being sick. Then I got me some water. Um, I took some Dramamine and I was, nobody ever knew I was sick. <laughs> nobody but you, huh? And, nobody, me. <laughs> and, and, and the people I was texting, but I told them it was my sinuses because I didn't want to seem like no punk. <laughs> uh, which it was partly my sinuses, but I was absolutely a little uh getting consequent you know having consequences to my actions from the night before because yeah oh i ran up a tab in san francisco <laughs> well, you say you had a time that night huh i had a time i'm looking through my phone i see shout out to l l she knew i was girl so she took a picture of my receipt that i had swiped because we ran up a 500 dollars tab because we had a uh, these uh so first of all it was like tapas size stuff right and it's like six of us so everybody you know we like let's get one of these and one of these and one of these for the table and then they had this picture of alcohol with this good drink and you know a picture only started about four people so after you know we get started i said as soon as we brought one out i said let's get another one bring go ahead and get another one going and then i'm like just literally i was like his name was christian i said christian keep just keep it coming and then next thing i know i was having a hard time in my uber and i said "Ooh, wait a minute what happened oh but you know what i got some good good media from it so good footage i was having a good time that's a I, was good having, thing. Like, I was I was salsa dancing. You know, I ain't got no rhythm. Uh, rhythmless but nation. I, That's what I used to call I it. I sure looked like I had some rhythm. I was faking it. <laughs> I was faking it all right. But yeah, that, that was a good that was a good uh was a good trip. <laughs> hey, you said telling the uh the 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 server to keep them coming remind me of when 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 we went to Rodney's wedding back in early two thousands, we'll say. And we were out on the beach. He was had a like a beachfront wedding at this hotel. And a couple of the guys from high school showed up and we was just out there kicking it. And I'm just like, it had a bar at the pool. And I was just like, hey, just just, just whatever everybody wants. Just charge bro, to the room. Charge to the room. Keep it coming. Shit. When I got you that, that hotel, man, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I said, like I did movie. not say I did not wow. say charge it to my room. <laughs> I said charge it to a room, <laughs> not mine. Oh man, we had a good time though. We had a we had a time that night. And that is one thing though. Like I I when it comes to food, 
I do not have a, there's no, no limit to what I will run up a check for. Like, I know my credit card, I mean, so, you know, you get extra points when you use your card for dining. So, of course, I use my card. So, as long as my card got a balance on it, and I got that mm-hmm. amount of money in my bank account, I said, run it up. I said, let's get three orders of the Brussels sprouts. They had, it was like some <laughs> garlic roasted. Man, it was the best Brussels sprouts I ever had. Hey, them garlic roasted uh, Brussels sprouts be good, boy. Man, they be good. And they was not good the next morning, let me tell you. But they was good in the moment. Hey, what you say? They was good going down. They, they was good, good going back coming, coming back up and coming out at the same time. was <laughs> not how I planned it. <laughs> Enjoy my... <laughs> oh, girl, if you ain't nothing, you your daddy's daughter. <laughs> 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 But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, what you what did you do in lieu of uh, us? In lieu of us, uh, not recording last week, having our little summer break. What did you do? You have a birthday tomorrow. I do. Tomorrow is June twenty eighth. My birthday. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for my birthday. I was supposed to go back to work, but I ain't going. Um. As far as last week when we decided not to record, I think me and Jamel ended up going out for a couple of drinks. Because uh, mm. I ended up, I think Wednesday, last Wednesday was my last day of work last week anyway. So, you know, I've been off and I ended up going down to, uh, me and Tanya B ended up going down to uh, Savannah, Georgia for mm-hmm. a weekend getaway and Man, when I tell you Savannah, Georgia is a nice, nice place to have a nice getaway. There's so much history wrapped up in that town. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice vibe, people from all walks of life, different activities. They, the way the town was set up, they got like so many town squares. Mm-hmm. They're all equal distance from one another and they're all named after somebody. For various we- reasons, we took a bus tour. Um, what else we do? We took that. We took a like a hour and a half bus tour around town, and then we took a boat ride on the Savannah River up and down the river. Ooh. And the amazing thing about Savannah is a port town, and according to the tour guides, um, that's the third busiest port in the United States. And those big cargo ships with the uh, that hold the container, the semi-containers, mm-hmm. they float up and down that river all day long, coming in the port, going in, and going out of port. And our hotel room was right on the river, and we had mm-hmm. a room overlooking the river, and it was just a good sight, an amazing sight to see the ships and the people. It was just a good time. Like I, re- I really want to go back. Uh, and spend a few more days down there. Um, we also ended up going to the beach. Um, that was fun. Going out to the beach, hanging out, letting the uh, waves hit me. Hit your toes. Up some sun. Yeah. What else we ended up doing? And just kind of chilling that whole weekend, this past weekend. Uh, nothing too crazy. We, I'm kind of like you, so... Kind of what I touched on about when we was at Rodney's wedding, you know, you get in a situation where 
you had a bar or a restaurant in a hotel and it's like you just charge it to the room you see Run it up. You. just like hey man just yeah i'm gonna get that we just i ain't fuck it. we just gonna charge it to the room fuck it and then they had messed up on our check-in so we had like mm, i think total i think i had about 250 dollars in uh voucher money oh shit and, yeah so oh. like, I was yeah, like, room service, room hey, service. The, the first night, <laughs> the first night there, we ended up going up to, they had a, a rooftop bar. Mm. So we ended up going up to the rooftop and, oh man, it was just, it was nice because off in the distance, you had a, there was a storm going on. So you had a light show from the lightning. Mm. It was just far enough away where it wasn't affecting us, but uh-huh. it was close enough where we could see everything. Oh, it was amazing. That breeze was blowing. And we just was up there getting fuck messed up because we kept ordering drinks. Another one. <laughs> yeah. Another, Another one. one. What was y'all drinking on? Taylor Port? No, no. <laughs> it wasn't Taylor Port. It was something fancy off the menu. You know how they put the menu, the drink on the menu, and then just put that number out to the side and it'd just be a, a big number. <laughs> It'd be like 72. <laughs> yeah, yeah so 72 ounces. Let me get hey, that. When they brought the ticket, when they brought the ticket, I looked at the ticket. I was like, well, shit, that's over the voucher for tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so, but it was all, it was worth it because we had a real good time. We had a real good time. Um, What else took place since we last recorded? We didn't, uh, I think the, uh, Pud and Kim had their cigar lounge event for Father's Day. I did see that. And that was real nice, too. It looked fun. It looked nice. It was real nice. Like, it would, you know, we. I think we may have talked about this before. You know, you, you see people, they talk about, they make these posts on social media about the family falling apart when so certain people pass away. We don't away ever get to really see each other at funerals. That that person was the glue that held the family together, and I, I said it once, and I'll say it again. If your last name Nelson Jones, Wiggins, Jackson, Coleman, anything like that, and you don't partake in some of the stuff that. Is put out there for you to partake in. That's on you, man. Because every time we try to do something, we try to do it big. We try to make everybody feel more than welcome to take part in it. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Uh, I'm skipping. So, pause. That Saturday morning, my brother Uncle Dave and Barb, shout out to Barbara Jean. They did the Sat Father's Day brunch. At Uncle Dave's house, mm-hmm. and then Uncle Dave had that griddle that uh, I think his his girl D and Peanut they went in and got for him for his birthday. Ooh. And man, I, I fired that griddle up when I was out there flipping them damn pancakes on that griddle in the garage, man. And we had man, they had some mimosas and oh, they had, y'all had a time. Boy, we was lit up Saturday morning. Went and took a little nap and got up Saturday mm. evening and made That's our the way to Pud House. That's the and best we had we had cigars and we had I had that sip from the sip. That sip from the sip. That sip from the sip. And man, when I tell you, 
Uncle Bob was down there being Uncle Bob. <laughs> was, oh Lord, that boy's a whole fool. It was a good time though. Like it was good, and the vibes was good. And we just put had some light up cups. We had some cups with some lights on them, and we was just oh, down there. Stop. We was down there, man, just vibing. And it was wait it was just, real quick. What's you up? know. You you remind it just clicked to me. So I've been reading. It's just pause your thought because I'm just gonna hop off the interstate. Gonna hop off. Yeah, I got. We're gonna take a detour. So I've been reading these books. It's a series, and it's called uh, the Bromance Book Club. And it's such okay. a cute series of books because these guys, they actually based in Nashville. Well, it's not a true story, but the, the story takes place in Nashville, and it's these guys these high-ranking officials, these athletes, these football players, all these people, business owners, all these guys meet up once a week for a book club where they read romance novels on how to, like, embrace their feelings and stuff. <laughs> and it just made me think of y'all because, like, how you said y'all had it set up out there. That's, like, how they they had a book club stuff set up. They be having brunch and uh, having mimosas and talking about Pinterest and name motions. And that just, for some reason, I just, okay, we get back on the interstate now. <laughs> but I mean, hey, real talk though, you know, that's what we do. I mean, we don't get, we don't peel back too many layers, but part of what we do when we get together is, you know, we checking in with each other. Like, bro, you know, how you feeling? Like, what's going on with you? Like, and then, you know, somebody goes, man, I love y'all. Bob, he been big on the ladies. Like, man, look, he'll stop everybody. Like, hey, Katie Jones, pocket, money. Just want to let y'all know. I love y'all, man. Yeah, I love y'all, man. <laughs> I love y'all. That's one of the things that we uh we do uh when we do get together like that is it was we see about each other. We check in with each other and we try to make keep everybody on in a on a healthy and happy track. Cause you know, everybody got something going on in life. And if you got, you know, we've talked about it before, if you got people you can lean on in that space, it's good to have, man. It's a healthy thing to have in your life. And I'm Amen. I'm very thankful for my guys. Well, ain't that and, cute? Yeah, man. So, and we got some other stuff coming up. Like, I mean, I'm I'm still out of town right now. I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go back to work tomorrow, but I had to wait on some sip from the sip today. Couldn't get it till late this afternoon, so I ended up staying down here in Mississippi another night. Uh, I'm gonna get up tomorrow and go renew my license and do some other stuff before I go back to work on Thursday. If I go back, mm. <laughs> but, um, and then, uh, this weekend, you know, it's 4th of July weekend. Officially it's the weekend for, even though it's not till Tuesday. So we get Monday off from work. So when I get off Friday, if I go back, I won't have to go back to work till next Wednesday. So, mm. uh, we're, we're going to make our way to Chicago this weekend. Mm. Me and Gary Jones, me and Uncle Bob, I think he's going, him and the boys going up there. We're going to hang out with the cousins and uh, have a wang dang doodle shebang bang up there too. Ooh, birthday edition. Kind of. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, and, you know, it's going to be my birthday, so we're going to throw that in there too. And remind remind special. remind the audience how old you'll be, 44? 
47. Which one is it? 48, 44, or 47? <laughs> I'll, be 40, I'll be 48 years old in about <laughs> three hours and 21 minutes at the time we record this. Jeez Louise. So you are getting, getting up there. You know, you know, I have my this is this is another hopping off this interstate. Oh, hopping off again. <laughs> Come on. My parents is getting older, and I had to share this story that I had with mommy. <laughs> so oh, that man. almost made me pee on myself. So, like I said, I've been reading these books, and I've been listening to the audiobook. And so I get them for free through this app called Libby. And like anybody with a library card can get it. And it's just, you know, yep. So I'm trying to put mommy on to the app and I'm like telling her, I'm like, yeah, some of them are available as audiobooks, but some of them aren't. And so she said, wait, they gonna mail it to me. And I said, no. No, you can read it like on your phone. And she said, Oh no, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. I said, get off my phone. <laughs> she said, they gonna, they gonna send it to me. I said, no, nah, because I already know you thinking, dang, I gotta send it back. That's a See, long process. <laughs> you so disrespectful doing your mama like that. We from the old school, okay, where they used to they did used to like we from the one cent buying a cd era when you sign on to the music club for one cent you get them all them cds and movies and stuff so yes they did mail stuff to you back in the day and, the year is know, 2023 the year is absolutely 2023 and some of us still have to get adjusted to some of the technology that is taking place these days so okay. pardon us okay boomer Laugh now, brown cow. Are you are you Gen Y? Gen X? Gen X. I think you're Gen X. New this is BJ Nelson. I think you're Gen X. Generation X. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that that's like the greatest generation to be alive. Yeah, yeah. Mid to late sixties, uh as starting years and late seventies to early eighties. Yep, you are Gen X. That's a y'all a cool generation. I get that. Yeah, I mean you ain't gotta tell me that. I already know that. See, that's what make you cool. Oh hey Turbo. I'm recording right now. But yeah, um, so we are at a good point to ooh, we gonna whip a U turn. So I gave the audience a homework assignment. To, and at one episode ago, which was about two weeks ago, so mm-hmm. y'all 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 had extra time to do y'all assignment. And if you are sitting here wondering what assignment you failed mm-hmm. already, already, because it wasn't a hard assignment. It was it wasn't. Like a, it was kind of like a fun assignment. It was teaching. a fun assignment. I was trying to give you a fun assignment, and you didn't do it. And this is why teachers don't let you have fun. But for those of you who did do it, first of all, I just did it. Uh, <laughs> but for those of you who did do it, do y'all know that we are talking about Ali Sadiq's uh, second stand-up special, uh, Domino Effect 2, Loss? Mm. So y'all were assigned with watching it just so that y'all could be in tune while we discuss. And I just wanted to 
first get your overall feelings about it. Like, what was your initial, to the specific part, what was your initial reaction with watch? Like, you were like, oh, ha ha. How, how did you react to certain parts of that special? So, uh, for me, what I did is I went, and I think that might have been part of the assignment was to go back and watch the first one as well. So I went back and watched Domino Effect, the first part. And the thing that stands out for me about Ali Sadiq is his ability to tell a story. Like he is an amazing storyteller. Like when when he is talking, I feel like I'm right there. Like in that first episode when he was talking about how he started selling stuff on the streets and he didn't know what the hell he was doing going up to the car and, and putting his hand in the car, dude, hit it. It's like, I feel like I was right there. Like when he said he was, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he done made his bread. He on his way back. He finna serve one more person. Serve, dude, turn around and dude was cracked him. And he talked about how it messed up his eye, how he bounced off the damn cement. Like you feel like you right there. And that's what kind of that drew me to him, you Mm -hmm. know. And then when I saw the second ones, because Rodney, I think Rodney seen it first. And he was like, he said, dog, you got to watch Domino Effect 2. It's out now. So he sent me the link. It took me a couple of days to, to get to where I could watch it. And when I watched it, I was just captivated, like. I hang on every word. Like I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, well, I wonder what's going to happen next. Like what, what, you know, he talked about his dad and growing up in the house with his mom. And, you know, in the first one, he talked about losing that key and it's stuff that every, like, I know a lot, if not all black people can relate to some of that shit. It's like, you lost the key to the house. Ooh, you about to die. Like, you know, mama going to be You ain't got that damn ass. key around your neck. <laughs> the panic. Like, yeah, somebody like, really going to know your address and be able to get in your house just because you dropped the key. Hey, the, tr- the trauma, the trauma associated with some of those dealings, it took us back. Like, we could feel it in our spirits. Like, oh, man, I sure felt that. But then it, it, when he started on the second one and what he said is like, you know, he, he started out with the loss of, I think it was the loss of his first girlfriend. I think mm-hmm. that was his first one that he touched on. And, you know, he was like, damn, everybody, every, every boy, and I'm sure the girls too, but every boy, in my room. Sometimes t- <laughs> man, when I tell you, you start thinking about that first person that you call yourself really liking or loving, and then they broke up. That first breakup hurt. Man, <laughs> you in the room and you balling and you just like, oh, I don't know what I'm, what I'm living for now. She gone. She gone. Like, shit. That was my man. <laughs> so it's like crazy. And then he, what else he talk about losing after he talks before he got to the big one? Losing his job. Losing the job. Which, you know, I lost a job once, literally. Have I ever been fired? I don't think I've been fired. I think we talked about that before. I don't think neither of us have actually been fired. No, I ain't never been fired. But when I worked at uh, BDR, Mm -hmm. when when the economy took a shit and the company was going under, 
Like that was a sad, I remember because I took one of the last loads for that company. I took down to Houston, Texas and brought a load of rubber back to the tire plant in Mayfield. I think Mayfield was still open at the time. Mayfield, Kentucky, General Tire. But brought it back. And when I went into the office, one of the owners was in there and he was talking about, he looked me in my eye and he's like, he said, BJ, this is it. He said, he said, this is it, man. It's over. And his bottom lip was quivering because he was, they had built that thing up from nothing to like over a hundred trucks at one time, like a hundred drivers at one time. And for for whatever reasons, shit just went left for him and it, and it went under. And everybody was just, it was just a somber occasion. Like the, the drivers that we have been working with, for, like I have, I had worked there for five years. So the relationships that I had with the people in the office and some of the drivers that I recruited, I hired, I brought on is like, you had to try to help them get other jobs. And some of them didn't know, they didn't know what they were going to do. Like it was just mm-hmm. a somber occasion. Like you don't, there's nothing in life that prepares you for those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. But when that man started talking about losing his baby sister hey. to sickness and he broke down in tears on that stage. He, you talk about somebody. I, I was crying. I was, because you could tell, you could tell he wanted to take it, but so far, but then when he got there, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't stop. He couldn't, he couldn't really stop. Back. Like he thought he was coming up and he just came up for air and he had to keep going. And I was like, I was like, it's so awkward. It's awkwardly painful. Not like, uh, he's crying, but like knowing that he is really one experiencing this pain and heartbreak is a whole nother time telling this story. And two, like, he brave enough to share it with us, knowing that he could take himself to that limit. Like that, I was in there, and then had the nerve, and then just had a had a it, joke, like, had the people laughing. I said, "This nigga is crazy." Yes, and I was laughing right there with him, wiping my face, and I'm yeah. like, "It was talking about the dude cooking the cooking the product." And yeah, this, cooking what the what crack, up? like what pops. Was that? What <laughs> Like, he said, he said that was the only thing that got him through through that time. But you know what? The part, like, I, when he said this part, and you think about some of the quote unquote real gangsters out in the streets, he said when that happened to his sister, after that he turned into a monster. He turned into a monster. He said you couldn't say what's up to him without getting your damn brains blown out. Like he was, mm-hmm. he became a ruthless monster in them streets and like mm-hmm. to go there because you don't know how to cope with losing somebody that you love like i'm gonna tell you like his relationship with i didn't know i don't know him didn't know his little baby sister but when he talked about walking that baby to, from school every and, day and he, he said, said he didn't i don't care what I'm, I'm in a shootout, shootout. he said and, i'm out I got to get my baby sister. <laughs> hey, and with like, like, you know, you know how I am about trucks. When he said her name was Ashley and they walking along and they see that Ashley furniture truck. And she got like, my man, got my truck. Got my man, got my truck. And they done ran the truck down. I'm like, oh my God. 
I said that would have done something to me too, man. Like, and you, you just, I think about it now when I, when he, when he talked about losing his baby sister, all I could think about is something happened to you or, or, or Marianne. Mm -hmm. And like, I've dealt with the loss of my parents and I, like, I can't even wrap my head around the idea of losing y'all, especially when y'all was babies. I know how fucking scared I was when when you were born and they was talking about holes in your heart and shit and we was terrified. Like, and he's right. There is nothing or there is no way. I don't even know if there is a way for your parents to prepare you for something like that Mm-mm. because that's some, that's some, that's some hurt. That's some hurt. That's, for that's you. an unnatural experience. That ain't nothing you're supposed to even endure. Especially that that those are the deaths that always mess me up. Hearing about the ones where like they are barely getting their footings in this world. They like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They had that sweet spot where they just so innocent and so pure, and then boom, just like that, they like like that. And I, and I loved how he described he described his sister so well. I felt like I like I had seen her before. Like you knew her. Yeah, I felt like, and it was funny because I don't I don't think I had ever actually heard him talk about his baby sister before until the special. And then right. when he said it, he just kind of went right past it at first. And I was like, he got a little sister. Mm-hmm. And when he was talking about his baby sister, said, uh, "Brother, you cry, cry, bro, you cry." <laughs> And I was like, he got a sister? And I was like, I ain't heard him talk about his sister. And then as the conversation, as he was taking the special along, I was like, I see where this is going. And then it went there. And I was like, golly. And when he was talking about how hard he was, that part was awkward, too, because it was like, he was for real. Like, you you knew he wasn't lying about Like Like, that was him. He was stunk. Like, he... He was scary, and I bet a lot of people in the audience was like, "Oh, what is? Wait a minute, yeah. it's what's going on here?" Because I was show like, okay. "Yeah, you, you kind of like looked at him with a side eye, like, hold on, because you don't hear him talk with that type of <laughs> right. He don't even give, he don't he don't even give off that kind of vibe, really. No, not but at I'm all. Gonna tell, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something else. He talked about that 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 got me hyped. And it's just like me being a sideline player, how he uh, was talking about, uh, he said, you hear these people in these songs, like some of these rappers and stuff, they talk about shutting down the mall and you watching them shop for themselves. Uh And he talked about how he had the Foot Locker shut down and he just told everybody that was in the Foot Locker, get whatever the hell you want. I'm Mm -hmm. taking care. I'm, I'm paying for it. Like, that's some crazy to be able to recognize that you know on one hand you fucking up the community because you're serving this poison to the people but mm-hmm. on the other hand you call yourself trying to make it right by doing some nice things for some of the people in the neighborhood i don't know if that's a toxic mentality or if that's something to be celebrated i mean i think you? i think that it's one of them like you just kind of got to accept it for what it is type things. Like, it's like, yeah, on the one hand, but I mean, somebody going to be putting this poison out into the street regardless, which is <laughs> probably not the best mentality to be having. Pause, but... pause. <laughs> it's just like his partner told him, hey, we don't sell it to nobody that don't want it. <laughs> we don't sell it to nobody that don't want it. 
<laughs> and if you don't sell it, somebody else is. So you might as well be putting a little here and then putting a little back into the community, you know, as you can. Which, uh, if granted, you think about it, the whole thing it, is sad. Which, if you think about it, pause one more time. If you think about it, and the shit they put in these food and these fast food restaurants, okay. it's the same shit. It's okay. the same shit. They do it. They start a little Ronald McDonald House charity. Yeah, that's great and fine. But you, this shit you poison, you selling the people. Well, not poison, but this bullshit. They ain't even food. It's definitely well. plastic and cardboard and shit. You feeding that every day. But yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. I uh, forgot where I was at. <laughs> but yeah, it's we were kind of talking about how on one hand, you know, you, you're doing something to fuck up the community. On the other hand, you, you're trying yeah, to Yeah, it's out. just kind of like the realities. And that's kind of, and that's, and it's like the rules are, to me, it's like the rules are a little different when you in the game. Like, to me, that's not okay because I don't live that life. Like, I, mm. I couldn't justify closing down the mall, closing down the store and buying stuff for the people and then putting this poison out in the street, but that's not the life that I live. So, right. you know, to some people who that's their life, that's probably like something to make them feel good. Like, yeah, you know, I can't really get out of this game, but you know, I can help Shorty get some a school uniform, you know, so she ain't gotta be looking crazy when she gets. School. I can help Mama get her some shoes or something, and it's his friend that had the boxes of shoes. Yeah, you, you said everybody in the you store. You said everybody in the store. I'm here. So the the one of the things that crossed my mind about is is kind of like what you're saying. Like if you in if you live that life, like if you grew up in that life, because there's a lot of people that grew up in those in these communities that there aren't a lot of opportunities, there aren't a lot of way out that they have been privy to as a young person growing up. All they see is the dude on the corner. Or at the park with the sharp ass car, the big ass necklace, the couple rings, fly ass tracksuit. You know the fly ass track suits, the Jordans. You know that's and that's they, that's their version of success. It's and not. I mean, it's not getting it. it out the hood. Is I won't be like that. That's you know they successful. My mama working two jobs. I'm raising my little sister and my little brother. And we struggling. We don't know what the hell we gonna eat at night. But mama doing the best she can to survive. Ain't no extra. Like, ain't no opportunities for us to do this and do that. And the 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 fucked up part about it is that people and people don't like some people don't like to have that conversation is that that shit is by design. Like them ghettos and all that stuff, that stuff is by design. You won't see you a liquor store in the white suburbs. So I'll tell you go you look that, it up but... for yourself, but you're going to have to do some digging. You ain't got to do a lot of digging, but you're going to have Gee. to talk to yourself and tell yourself that you ain't you ain't being lied to because, hey, man, that's, that's the way shit was done. Like, mm-hmm. it's been a systematic effort to, to break down the black families from day one. I'm talking about from day one when you go back, motherfuckers getting off the slave ships when they was breaking the families up. Even yep. on these damn plantations, like you gonna break up a family, you gonna sell a family to the highest bidder, not a family, but pieces, pieces. of a family. You're selling you it out of cart, and you wonder why our communities are in the, in the way they in the shape they are. Why we some of us have the mindsets that we have, 
Like, they got the nerve to be like, that was so long. I didn't personally do anything if you racist. No, but you could acknowledge the yeah. shit that your ancestors did to put these systems in place that are still affecting you, us to this day. That, that you, you highly benefit from. You reap the benefits from Yeah. to this day. So, yeah. So, I, me personally, I've known people that have grown up in that lifestyle, have, you know, have enter the life of selling drugs to, to try to make a better life for themselves. And some of them, some of them been successful, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, they made the money, cleaned the money up and moved on to a better life. Some of them, they made the money, they pissed off the money and they still, you know, they on the struggle bus. But I, I, I do my very best not to have pass no judgment on nobody because I, I don't know their circumstances. I'm gonna nope. treat you as a. I'm gonna treat you as a man. I'm gonna treat you with respect until you show me that you don't deserve my respect. And when you don't, hell, exactly. I ain't even gonna probably talk to you no more. But I ain't exactly. never gonna have prejudge nobody for what they decide to do in life. Especially when when your decisions ain't affecting nobody but you, like like you and you know the people who quote unquote are asking for that sort of result. Like it's one thing, like if you are serving meth to a mother of six it's like okay you know somehow some way the domino is gonna fall somehow her kids gonna get messed up in this situation but if you just sell a little dime bag look a little ounce of weed to the person down the street who wanted that hey that's both y'all like i leave i leave city let's say both of y'all are criminals in the situation everybody's a criminal nobody's the victim here it's a criminalistic <laughs> transaction. Like you, you, you buying you criminal, criminal, you selling everybody's a criminal. There ain't Everybody's no innocent parties criminal. in this in this thing. Ain't no absolutely. Yeah. So I like I said, I don't I don't judge nobody. Yeah, and like even you started talking about marijuana today. Really, in all essence, in all actuality, they need to go back. Anybody they got locked up in jail for selling marijuana. They need to let them out because there ain't no damn way that you got that shit is legal in several states now, but you got people that's locked, locked up, up in some of those states that the shit is legal in. How crazy yep. is that? Is just that is just ass backwards. I don't give a damn if the law was signed after they did the if it was illegal. It's still based on the same it. premise. It's still the same shit. Like, man, let them people out. Anybody who's done in jail for selling weed, y'all need, they need to quit with that bullshit. And everybody making laws opposing weed need to smoke some weed. And then you will be passing laws for the weed. Because, man, the way they was lighting it up in Cali, I was like, goodness gracious. Hey. We was passing folks in traffic. I'm like, golly. <laughs> But I did. I visited one, and it just reminded me of like a bodega in New York. Like it was an Arab dude in there. He's like, "What? What can I get for you? What can I?" He's like flirting with me. I was like, "What you got?" You know. He's like, "Well, I got this. What you want?" And I was like, "I, you know." (laughs) I said, "I'm here for one thing, and it's not that." I appreciate you. He's like, "Thank you. You have beautiful eyes." I was like, "All right. I will see you later. Thank you. Bye." Dubai or somewhere. I told CJ, hey, I got somebody here trying to pay my bills. If you down, I can get your <laughs> bills in too. Nah, but uh, 
uh yeah yeah no but the special i really i thoroughly enjoy which one did you would you say you like better Ooh, so it's crazy because i was thinking about that today and i i had went on his uh instagram page and i i i uh commented i told him i said man i said you 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 shifted the paradigm with this i said i said the first one was was good i said this one was this one is iconic so i think uh just a little bit to the leaning toward the part two liking that one a little bit better probably because of the story about his his sister yeah and the vulnerability that he showed in telling that and how he you know he let his emotions flow on stage Mm-hmm. yeah that was another that was like a prime example of like how kevin hart had his stand-up call like laugh at my pain like he i i love a comedian i mean i hate you know i hate hearing the trauma and the bad experiences that people have experienced but i love when they're able to take it and tell a story and get because i mean laughter especially for black people is a proven you know, medicine to us, like we laugh to get over a lot of our misfortunes. We joke about a lot of stuff that is like, damn, you know what? That's actually kind of traumatic, but laughing helps. And so I really tend to respect those comedians who are able to, one, experience said trauma, but then frame it in a way that got got you engaged on YouTube for two hours, you know, following along. So with that, it's like a um there's a certain amount of healing that comes along like with those people so let me go back in order to become who you are you have to experience certain things like if you if you're going to be a success in life you're going to have to experience some pain you're going to have to experience some hurt you're going to have to experience some loss i feel like the key to it is if is feeling it Taking taking away from it what what's there to be taken from it, and being able to come out on the other side and be able to look back and be like, damn, that hurt, but that was part of my journey, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't experienced that. And I think that's what like Kevin Hart, him, Dave Chappelle, those Deion guys. Cole. I Deion just keep Cole. I keep thinking about his special. He talked about his mama at the end, how I much think- that hurt. I think that's part of their gift, their God-given gift is, yeah, I brought you through that fire. I'm going to bring you through it. I'm going to get you to the other side. And I want you to be able to look back. And because when they tell those stories, they are helping other people. That's the. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that keeps those kind of people going, people that do that kind of thing, is that every time somebody hear that or hear you tell that story, that's going to help them get mm-hmm. through something that they may be going through. And that's, that's why I say it's, it's a certain amount of healing involved with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not to be taken lightly or to be overlooked because like you said, black folks been dealing with trauma through laughter for a long time and not just black folks, but you know, we talking about we black folks. So we going to say black folks first and we yeah. unapologetically black around here. So yeah, we've been dealing with that type of shit for a long time, and uh, that's like I say, I think that's one of their one of the gifts that God gave them, and we need mm-hmm. those kind of people to be able to tell those stories because a lot of us, you know, we talk about therapy and stuff, but 
Everybody can't afford therapy. Hell, I know some people now, they trying to find a therapist and there's a shortage of therapists. Yep. They can't even get a good therapist. Like, And then when you do secure one, you got to make sure they match up. Like the vibe may not be mm-hmm. there. The trust factor may not be there for you to open up to that person the way you need to in order to make that progress. So and then don't like, let you have to be coming from another therapist because then you have to reopen up about all these traumas that yep. you thought you were somewhat healed from. But oh no, here we go, opening up fresh wounds. Ah, it's yeah. like I need y'all to pass around a card or something so y'all can just get updated on everything. <laughs> HIPAA laws won't allow them to do that. I I will sign a consent form that says otherwise. No, but that's, I think that's a valid point, especially like as someone who has been through a few traumatic things myself, I'm like, I think that's why I really like Ali Sadiq because it's like, you ever be in one one of the situations and you make light of something. That probably shouldn't be made light of. That should not be made light of. And then the looks that you get from some people as they react to you. Like you either get other crazy traumatized people who are also laughing. Get it. They be yeah. Like, mm. yeah, be like, yeah. And then you get the people like, are you okay? What the girls. fuck are you? What the fuck do you mean? What is wrong with you? That's are cool. you okay? That pause is not right. okay. Hey, pause right there. Pause right there. Cause I gotta go here. It's, <laughs> it's let me get my face <laughs> it's like this this titan, titan submarine thing I don't feel let me say this on the front end we here at daddy daughter dishes we wish no ill will on nobody no matter what color they are what race they from what gender they are what sexuality we don't wish any ill will on anyone. Comma, however. However. <laughs> if, if you go look if, if 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 you decide that you're gonna get your ass on a submarine that by the standards of the owner is not up to safety standards, and you're gonna pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to do so. To go down two, three miles in the ocean, and you don't think for one minute that some crazy shit gonna happen to your ass. I don't know what to say about you. Cause every time I every time I dive into that that story and I look and I see those the emails and the conversations and the interviews that was had with that that dude, and he safety just wasn't he was like, I, I ain't well, basically okay. saying fuck safety, like that's safe or standing in the way of progress. I say it's safe, so it's safe. And it's like, I'm like, and I the per the people, the family I feel the worst for is the, the one with the, the boy who was terrified to go, but he went to please his daddy for Father's Day gift. I, I, that that one right there, I really. But them other people, man, y'all knew what y'all were getting into. If y'all didn't, y'all didn't do yourselves any justice. And that ain't no that, nobody else. That brings me to a question. I don't know if this is a question that can be answered, but at what point do we stop allowing people with money to do shit just because they have money? Like, at what point do we say, you know what, this is not a good idea? And regardless of how much you have or what you created, we are not like, why, why is Elon Musk? 
flying spaceships, launching rockets. Just because he got money, he shouldn't be able to. Why is well, folks going in, down in the submarines just because they got money? Somebody here, should say no. Here's here's the problem. Here's the thing. That's where your your government is supposed to come in. But you got the people who run in the government Rubbing, with the same mindset as the people who got the money to a certain extent. Or oh, yeah. either that or either that or it's like, you know, they want to be able to tell you what you can and can't do. What's, they want to tell you what's best for you. Like you can't make a decision for yourself. That's that's why our government is so fucked up, because it ain't there ain't nobody that seemed like they got any common sense. You know, yeah. we we do for for a hard reset. Uh, you know, they say empires only last for so long. The world, the yeah, I and we well, America is coming up on her due date. So, who's leading the revolution? Will it be televised? I don't know. I can't answer that one. I ain't trying to be surveilled by the government, so I <laughs> will not speak any further on that. Hey, I mean, it's you know, I always say this: if there is a higher power which I believe there is. And I feel like this is just my way of thinking. I feel like he has given a a blueprint in some of the things that's written on people to use free will and keep themselves, govern themselves. I feel like they, the power is going to allow people to go so far until it decides that okay, I need to yes, I need to, I need to hit the reset button. And I don't, well, there are I, many a times where I say, Lord, any 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 day now, <laughs> I you know love my life, but uh, sometimes I just be like, what's what's the point? What's the? And that's that's usually my sign. That I need to schedule a therapy appointment when I start saying, uh, so what is the end goal here? So Send the, the flood. No, don't a do prime, it. Prime example or situation that makes you think like that is that situation with that sub. Like I, I, I immediately think about the sub and their cost to get on the sub for those five people. Damn the 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 five hundred immigrants that was on the boat outside of Greece that sank and all of them lost their lives. Like there was no huge rescue mission that I'm aware of. I haven't read of anything. There wasn't hardly any, any uh, media coverage about those people. They ain't have nothing. They, ain't, they wasn't offering nothing. They wasn't thrill seeking. They was trying to survive. So, and you know, then the our- fact that it was detected that this machine had probably imploded Before- and yet resources were still wasted. Still wasted. Like, when the same said resources advised against this, I feel like if you take your ass down there, you deserve whatever happens to you while you down there. You like they say on Facebook, you want the real Titanic experience, baby. You're not coming back up. And the only person I feel bad for is the little boy. And and 
Ah, that's where I'm in that because if I say the next thing, I'm gonna have to retract. So <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I, feel I you. just, I just, I just don't understand. I thought the whole story was fake at first. Like I didn't, I didn't think it was a real article. Cause I said what, and then yeah. you see the diagrams and the videos of how deep that is. Why would you even want to go down? What? What 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 check mark? What box is checked off when you go? You say, "Ooh, there's a skeleton. Ooh, there's a there's a piece of the boat." Now what? Now what? You get to so, say you saw a piece of the boat. I tell you what, in, in every situation, there's always like a little uh, sliver of hope. I ran across this. Uh, me and Tanya B was. On vacation, she ran across a story about uh, the little girl. No, the oh. the other father son team that that guy tried to get to go on that. And boat. his son, his son and thought his son they was going to like, get like ate up by an octopus or something. No, he <laughs> he looked at the safety stuff. He was like, he said, "I just told dad that this was not the move." And them the words that he used, he said, "I don't think this is the move." And he convinced his dad not to fucking go and. He said a guy flew out to Vegas where they were mm -hmm. and offered them a hundred thousand dollar discount off the ticket and everything. And yeah, he, he said it was too many red flags for him. And I'm like, how why don't those same red flags register for other people? Because like, some people think just because they got dollar signs next to their name that consequences don't apply to them, but death ain't mm -hmm. got death ain't got no uh death don't discriminate by pay. No, it don't. It really don't give doesn't. a damn who you is. When it's your time to go, it's your time to go. But, you know, we we send condolences to the family of those people, but shots, not shots out, but, you know, hearts, condolences go to immigrants that died trying to survive. To hell with, not to hell with, but put those people in the sub on the back burner. Let's shed some light on those immigrants, people who actually trying to just live. And they drown, and nobody ain't got a freaking word to say about them until after the fact. Don't give a damn about them until they're using a rebuttal against the conversation. Sick ass society. Them. We sometimes we live in it seems, but on yes. to other things. What else? We on to other things. Since we are two weeks removed, or we not two weeks removed. We are one like one week removed. Um, I do have some updated reviews that we have here from a. Those who have tuned in, not reviews, but updated comments. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have old John. Uncle John. I know. Cause that was one of the calls I got. Was it a call? Text message. I got text message. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a text he message. He said, where y'all at, man? He Now, he said, ha, ha. First of all, didn't know Wang Dang Doodle was an actual song. Um, yeah, so, like no, did not know that until yeah. after the fact. Like I was like Googling and I was like, oh shoot. So he yeah. said, ha ha, Coco Taylor, Wayne Dane Doodle. Y'all did y'all did that dang thing again. First off, who is hair and makeup? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know, but keep that for another episode, lol. Hair and makeup is Tanya B, Uncle John. Uh, if you have not put two and two together yet. Wink, you might have to put some clamps on that cage for turbs. BJ and B, 
birthday gifts when we would bring his grandma Zenobia up for the summer I would slip BJ like 10 or 20 dollars like a drug deal and tell him to keep that to himself and he did I was pondering on our ages myself turning 58 BJ 48 and Mike B 28 look at God again oh, wow. keep whipping it up yeah Uncle John, he showed call. He texted me. He's like, "Hey, nephew." He said, "What up, nephew? What's going on?" I'm like, "I said, Uncle. I said, we, you he know, said, I, told I already know." He said, "We good." He said, "Just keep it coming." I love those. Those make my freaking day. Kim um, Jones, the real Mrs. Jones, called me too. I think she was about to come through the phone on me. Uh, where is my episode of Daddy Daughter Dishes today? I said, oh, Lord, I should have sent you an email. We should have sent out a mass media blast. And then we got one from, uh, cause, <clears throat> uh, what a lot of, <laughs> this is from, uh, Quan. Quan, okay. Yeah. What a lot of media isn't reported. Oh, so this is from, episode 14 so this was a few sesh a few episodes ago we talked about buffer days and uh being in therapy so this is in response to i think my shortage of medication it says what a lot of people well a lot of media isn't reporting is that the people are using adhd meds in an effort to lose weight as many know one of the side effects of taking some of these is loss of appetite it started off as moms taking their kids meds, but then word got around to everyone else that there's been some successful and dramatic weight loss. And as a result of taking these, this is the reason for the shortage. Oh, mm-hmm. we love uh, the more, you know, and as always great show. I'm a few episodes, a few episodes behind because life be life and understandable, oh, but absolutely. I'll, <laughs> but I'll catch up in the coming days. Love y'all cousins. Quan. Yeah, I had a I had a comment like that from Jamel. He had fell behind a couple episodes and he started catching up last week and he's on my ass when the one didn't drop for Wednesday. He's talking about, hey man, where my episode at this morning? I said, look, man, you just catching up. Leave me the hell alone. Okay, we took a week off. You better go redigest some of them episodes and come back. So yeah. No, but that you got you got any uh update, any any fur any Goodness gracious. Any kind words about the podcast, child? From myself or from viewers? No. (laughs) Um, No, I'll tell you what. I did miss. You know, I've talked about how I look forward to doing this every week with you. And not doing it last week just reinforced that. Like, felt like it was a void in my week last week. And mm-hmm. I came to the conclusion that even if this just turned out to be like our weekly conversation between each other and we just putting it out there for the world to see, then that's just what it's going to be. Because I'm at the point now where I got to have it. I got to have it in my life. He's Can't a fiend. Yeah, I'm a fiend. Like, mm-hmm. we've, how you feel, Dave? We've been putting that good stuff in the community. I feel great about it. It's hey, poison. It's magic. No, it's it's uplifting. It's you know, it's good stuff. This is pure goodness. Whipping the cream. We whipping the the right kind of cream, not the not the poison whipping, stuff. We whipping. Yeah, we whipping the good cream. We not we whipping the the good yummy cream, not this not the ones that you make with baking soda and water no, uh-uh. stirred. And, and I got a I got a I got a text message from one of my reach outs about one of my black business reach outs. I got some shirts in, in the mail on the way to me. So Ooh. I should have another uh black business uh 
Shout out update next week on next next week's episode. Excuse my language. Dang, I'm getting tongue tied. Next week's episode. Next week's episode. We might uh have a surprise for the audience next week. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm gonna navigate that. But uh, yeah, I already, I already. Got if there's a, that's gonna be. If there, there may be a surprise next week, but if there is not, do not be disappointed. Uh, well, yeah. So that's all for this. Hold on. Did we talk about, we didn't talk about, um, Mari meeting Tanya B hair and makeup. Oh, we did not. Yeah. That happened too. Um, How was that? It went, it went really well. Like, so. You know, for people who may not know or haven't figured out, me and Sakara, your mom, we're not together anymore. And I have kind of moved on with my life. And time came where, you know, me and Martin had conversation about, you know, me and Tanya, which you already met Tanya. We talked about that on that previous episode coming out. And when Mari felt she was ready, ready, ready. Uh, I took I I took it one step further. I asked. I reached out to Zach, and I made sure that Zach was okay with the notion of our youngest child meeting my new love interest. And she gave that blessing, and so I went ahead and we did that uh, Father's Day weekend, and it was it was real good. It was real nice. Oh, and Tanya she helped the situation because she cooked. For Mari, she cooked some of her favorite food that first night. And you can't go wrong with cooking go her wrong. favorite food, hey, especially not Amari's. I don't know nothing about that daughter of mine. I know something. She she likes to put down a good she meal, is. just like her daddy. Yes. She definitely she likes is. to put down a good meal. Okay. But yeah, that was a, that that was I'm glad it went well. It did. It went well. I checked in with her, with Mari, after the fact. And she was like she was glad that she did it. And glad that things went well, and it was a it was a good experience for her. So, yeah, oh, that's a great out, way to end the episode. Throw that in there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like yeah. it a lot. We gonna, well, shout out to new experiences because we ain't never done this shit before, but no, we, we be doing it pretty all right. So. Hey. We wrapping our arms around each other and taking it step by step, bro. That's all we can do. Taking it day by day. But yes, so that was good. That was a good episode. Okay, so y'all already know what to do. But if you don't, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a like, leave us a review, leave us five stars. Let us know that you enjoyed the content. If you're watching, leave us a comment. Let us know if you, did you do your homework? Did you, are, we, we, we accepting late work. Absolutely. I promise. Let us know what you think about the Ali Sadiq specials. One and, and two. Yeah. Say my man. Say my man. Say, say my man. What's your name? Your name, Quincy. <laughs> but uh, I do have a parting gift. What do you as have? We, I have a dad joke. You got a dad joke? Mm-hmm. As you all may recall, I'm pretty sure it was the last dad joke. It took me, what, 16 tries? <laughs> I finally got one. <laughs> Let me see if I keep the streak going. I don't think you're going to get this one. Oh, damn. It's a little... T- you'll see. What do you call a friend that you like to eat with? A fork. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's see why. We- no. No. A taste bud. Oh, shit. I should have <laughs> thought about that one a little longer. A taste bud. 
we'll we will see y'all next week. That's right. Hey, if you can't be good, be good at it.